Hey guys, welcome back. Fall is here and so are the conferences. In this edition, we discuss Global Pouch West with John Kilkowski and the Label Expo 2018. Stay tuned. Welcome to Ink and Updates, your touch point for the flexographic industry. Stay informed about industry news and advertise your business or service to the community. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this edition of Ink and Updates, brought to you by Interactive Inks and Coatings. I am Craig Tenorella, and with me is, of course, Tom Brennan. And today, before we get in with our guest, we wanted to talk a little bit about the Label Expo 2018. We will be there. It's September 25th through the 27th at Booth 150 at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. And uh, we'll be doing live recordings of our podcast, our first live recording of the Ink and Updates wow, podcast. So our first one. It's our first one. So um, nice. we had a lot to learn just uh, sitting around trying to, <laughs> you know, it's honestly because it came uh, with a few complications with trying to get four microphones, uh, possibly more and, um, background you know, noise. background noise and all that. If you heard down the intro noise, we got the, the background noise coming up from the end, but we're excited about it. And we're going to be basically sitting down with exhibitors, vendors, anybody who wants to sit down and talk about their products or services, uh, was mainly what we'll be doing. But we'll also be doing the latest breakout and news, whatever we find. We'll be walking the floor, kind of studying everything that's going on and um, the hot new technology that's coming out. So we wanted to sit down and kind of live record and, and talk about those things. So some of the fun things that we're going to do at uh, Label Expo 2018 is Interactive Inks and Coatings is going to have a booth there. We're going to be in there live for our podcast. We'll be talking about all things quality control, inks and coatings, uh, and industry news. And we just invite you to stop by, say hello, say, hey, I'm a fan of the podcast, and you know, shake our hands and you know, sit down and tell us why you're at the Label Expo and some of the things that you're looking for. Yeah. The other thing is if you have questions or comments about inks, coatings, advanced color technologies, ink rooms, anything like that, feel free to come on and, and just ask those questions. It'd be anonymous and we'll talk about it. We'll answer it maybe on the show or we'll just shake your hand and talk to you a little bit about it. But really anything like that. And uh, yeah, we, we look forward to seeing you and talking to you. So if you're unable to uh, come to the Label Expo over here in Chicago or the Packaging Expo that's going on in October as well here in Chicago, it seems like Chicago is the place for conferences. If you're unable to do any of that, we were able to get a hold of John Kilkowski. So he is the Packaging Strategist Editor-in-Chief and he's also the Packaging Group Editorial Director. So he's a guy that's really kind of in the loop, so to speak, and he was able, uh, was able to call in and discuss uh, Global Pouch West. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get him in on the line. Good morning. Hey, can you hear us? Good morning. Is this Craig? This is Craig, and I'm also here with Tom. How are you doing? Good, good. This is John Kalkowski. How are you doing, John? I appreciate you calling into the show. So uh, Yes. Before we get started, can you just, if you don't mind, telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about your magazine and your company? Okay. Uh, well, this is John Kalkowski, and I am the uh, conference program director for BNP Media. BNP Media is a B2B uh, business information company. We have over 60 publications across a large variety of industries. We also have the packaging group, which entails uh, packaging Strategies Magazine, Brand Packaging, and Flexible Packaging Magazines. I've worked with all of these magazines, and we also have a, a set of conferences that we sponsor each year, including the Global Pouch Forum and Global Pouch West, which is going to be upcoming here in November. And I think we want to talk a bit about Global Pouch West uh, today. Yeah. 
Um, absolutely, we do. So what, what's the difference, uh, before we go there, what's the difference between Global Pouch West and the Global Pouch uh, Conference that you mentioned? Yes, uh, well, Global Pouch Forum has been going on for 21 years, and it's the largest flexible packaging conference in North America and perhaps in the world, uh, drawing over 600 uh, participants uh, each year. Global Pouch West was initiated about five years ago, and this was done to be able to attract people from companies operating in the Western United States and also to try to uh, address some of the questions that they may have, the questions and the challenges that they may have regarding flexible packaging. You know, in the uh, West, there is a, a lot of uh, food industry in the Northwest, a lot of fruit, uh, produce in California, and then different types of juices and soups and, and, and all these types of things that are using flexible packaging, which is now one of the fastest growing segments of the packaging industry. So, so they have different challenges uh, in the West than uh, than they would in the East Coast. Is that I mean, is that really what the difference is? Is so you can specifically uh, narrow down to their specific challenges on on the West Coast. Exactly. And for instance, uh, this year our keynote speaker is uh, Jan Fark, who is the CEO of Bumblebee Seafoods, uh, based in San Diego. And then another interesting speaker that we have is Sergio Bolillo, who is the head of uh, packaging in, for Hershey, Mexico. So you can see these are companies that are more oriented toward the western part of the United States and western Canada and Mexico. What are some of the things that uh, Sergio would talk about? I mean, obviously he represents Hershey. Hershey is, you know pretty much the chocolate manufacturer probably in the world, but you know, what would be the difference between him being uh, Hershey, Mexico, as opposed to being Hershey here in Pennsylvania? Well, one of the things that's happened is that Hershey has started to uh, transfer some of the production to Mexico, in fact, a large part of their production. And they've also started to go away from some of the individually wrapped, you know, the bound paper sleeve with the silver lettering. They are doing a lot more bulk confectionery packaging, and that's going into pouches, and you see that on a lot of the shelves. So I think that they have to consider things such as the sourcing of the materials and, and the new machinery that they're using. So those are all factors that are being considered. And, and I think that a lot of companies like Hershey, like Bumblebee, they're looking for opportunities to see how they can change up their packaging to innovate. And in that regard, they're not only looking at the pouches, the films, they're also looking at how they can decorate it and how they can do seasonal types of packaging, shorter runs, that type of thing, and, and multiple SKUs. Right. So just while you're on the topic of industry innovations, is there anything that's trending currently that you can, that you can think of that's to look out for this year at the Global Pouch West Conference? Well, several things, uh, uh, and we do have several speakers who will be talking about trends, not only here in the United States, but also around the world. But brands are really seeking innovation. We will be talking about what are some of the opportunities that are available in active and intelligent packaging, opportunities that are available in e-commerce. How do you prepare a package that will protect your product all the way through that e-commerce supply chain? Those are some of the topics that we're looking at. And, you know, one of the biggest concerns for consumers, for retailers, 
for CPGs is sustainability. And we're seeing kind of a, a big assault these days on plastic packaging. So we will have a couple of speakers who will be talking about what are the strategic approaches to dealing with the assault on plastic packaging these days. Yeah, sure. Some of the things that we've talked about even on our podcast is plastic and how it's reused or recycled. And it seems like every time we turn the news on, there's a picture of a plastic bag at the bottom of the ocean or there's some wild animal with something wrapped around it. And so, you know, what materials are the packagers looking for to help with that? So I think it's going to be a great conversation. Even with the e-commerce part of it, it's like it does you no good to have chocolate in a bag if by the time it goes through the the shipping system, it gets there and it's it's no good, right? So Exactly. But on the other hand, you know, one of the biggest problems in e-commerce when you have packaging that's, say, made of glass or a rigid plastic, with the rough handling, sometimes that gets broken and they have a large percentage of returns. So in many ways, flexible packaging makes sense for e-commerce. Yeah, we were looking into that and we talked, uh, we discussed on the flexible packaging. There's a new flexible packaging, I believe it's a it's a package by Dow Chemical that came out. It's a double-handed flexible packaging and when you ship this in a box similar to maybe what Dunkin' Donuts is doing with their Joe box, where actually it's shipping mm-hmm. inside the product itself is a flexible package, but the rigid ex- external box makes it basically e-commerce simplified, so to speak. So the branding is on the outside of the box and the actual package is being sold inside of a flexible packaging. Is that something you're familiar with? Yeah, it's interesting to see more and more companies paying attention to the branding on their shipper box. Both Walmart and Amazon are certainly doing that. Amazon is encouraging companies to do some of their own branding, especially on larger products like big bags of dog food or something that's being shipped with e-commerce. But again, one of the big concerns for any company that's involved in the e-commerce, especially when you're talking about food and personal care products, is making sure that it gets to the customer without being damaged. And and that's one of the reasons that flexible packaging is having a growing role in e-commerce. Well, I mean, for a brand owner's standpoint, I mean, I, I believe Amazon has, there's a requirement that if you have more than 2% of damaged goods. I mean, they'll take you out of their system or something like that, Yeah, right? it's not 2%. It's uh, it's like 0.02%. It's, <laughs> it's some ridiculously small <laughs> Okay, well, never mind. See, I'm wrong. I say dumb stuff all the time. But the thing is that the, that's a higher percentage than it is generally, I think, in the retail world. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're saying in the retail world that they're dealing with even stricter requirements? No, they just don't have as much damage as you often might have when you're shipping an individual product via e-commerce. Oh, uh, sure. Well, because, because they ship big truckloads to the store and it goes from the from the dock right onto the shelf. And then there's, I mean, the amount of damage. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're not dealing with the same logistical issues that we are in the flexible pack industry. <laughs> So what do you mean when you talk about intelligent packaging or intelligence? Because uh, we did some things with, what was it, 19 Crimes Wine, where they had smart labels. Uh, and Yeah, so he's talking about augmented reality. Well, yeah, uh, this is becoming a big thing. For instance, I'd also like to mention that we have another conference called Packaging That Sells that will be taking place in October uh, in Chicago. And one of our speakers there is Peter Oberdorfer, who uh, did the uh, design of the uh, augmented reality for 19 Crimes. 
Oh, really? Uh, for those people, yes. And those people who haven't seen 19 Crimes, it's pretty interesting. They have 19 varieties of wines. Uh, at Treasury Estates is the company. And what happens is you use a reader on your cell phone to scan the bottle, and it's, you start to have a person who is a criminal that was exiled to Australia talking about their crimes. But we're seeing more and more of that, especially in higher higher-end products uh, like spirits and liquor and, and that type of thing. So this is something that's kind of an exciting development in the industry. You have companies, CPGs, that are, are wanting to get the consumers more involved with what they're buying. It can give them additional information. It can tell a story. That's what really active and intelligent packaging is all about these days. Yeah, I was, uh, I was looking into this from a marketing standpoint, and it's just it's just almost, I mean, it's genius. Well, and then you see other companies like Frito-Lay who are using it in some of their seasonal promotions. It's just amazing where you can go. And I don't think we've ever come close to realizing what the potential is for active and intelligent packaging in engaging consumers. So I would imagine that with all the technology that's well going in the, in the labels and in the packaging, that part of the intelligent package, not only being able to tell a story, but it would also fight the uh, fake stuff. Oh, counterfeit Counter, material. Counterfeit material. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do to fight counterfeiting. You can embed images. There's companies like Digimark, which can hide information about the product. Uh, the product can then be scanned with a cell phone, but the QR code or, or, or any of the codes like that are actually hidden within the image, so you don't even know them, that they're there and th and this can be used as an effective tool to counter counterfeiting yeah covert type and the inks play an important part in that too absolutely increasingly yeah we manufacture some um some materials with rare earth materials in it we've done it in the past mm -hmm. where uh, essentially inside the ink is a it creates a marker through a spectrodentitometer or, or a similar device that can read the ink itself and create a fingerprint if it were scanned properly and then it's just very unique so it's almost impossible to replicate from that standpoint so that's definitely something we've worked on in the past and then work with customers doing as well. Yes, and you can put tagging in the ink and create a DNA that's particular to that product. It can really stymie any efforts at, at counterfeiting. So back to the uh, the conference in Arizona, is there anything that you're specifically excited about? You seem to be very kind of dialed into the industry. Obviously, you're an editor for multiple magazines and too often in the past, companies have just developed things and they haven't really talked to the consumers to find out not just what they want, but what they need. And I think companies that are doing this are really finding an opportunity to create packaging that is, is the best that it can be, that really meets the needs of their consumers. So we're pretty excited. We have a couple of presentations in that regard. And always, always these days, sustainability is an is a increasingly important factor in packaging. So you have to look at plastics. There's big drives to eliminate the use of plastic. What other materials are available? You have to look at how contamination, whether you know it might be inks or coatings or food or anything like that, can affect the recyclability of products. And you know, one of the most important things about a conference like this is the opportunity to network with a lot of industry people and find out not just from the presentations what's the newest innovation, but also just by talking with other people in the industry. Sure. So the network, the networking abilities for companies and, and individuals, packing and printers, I assume, are going to be involved as well. Yes. You know, another thing that's kind of exciting is we'll be talking a lot about opportunities with contract packagers. 
most people don't realize there's anywhere estimates I've seen there are between 3,000 and 4,000 contract packaging companies in the United States. And many CPGs or many startup companies just are not aware of how they can use those contract packages to help them innovate and help them to be efficient in their own operations. So that's another part of the uh, conference agenda that I think will be attractive to people. Well, that, that would help a beginning startup company really get off the ground. I mean, you know, when you think about microbreweries and all these places, I mean, if they could just make the product and have someone package it for them. I mean, obviously, breweries is not a good example for pouches, but they already have the investment in the equipment, right? So for a startup business. Exactly. Well, and you find that they do have that uh, capacity to manufacture. But in many cases now, some of these companies are even offering research and development on the formulations of the product. So uh, that's an important aspect, especially for startup companies. But a lot of people don't realize that many times when a, even a major national CPG starts a new product, they often do so using that, having that being manufactured by a contract packager. It still has all of their own branding on it, but it's happening in a contract packaging situation where they don't have to utilize their own capacity. They have flexibility. And then once they get this product going, then they can uh, switch it to their own lines. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would think that um, for companies that want to expand and, and basically offer products that they simply don't have the capabilities of producing, it seems like an excellent go-to-market type of strategy to use a contract packager. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and contract packagers are really designed to, to be flexible. They can work on many different SKUs in a short amount of time, and they can help speed that, increase the speed to market. Who would you recommend should attend this show from a company standpoint? Well, I would think that... Anybody who is involved in packaging research and development should attend. Also, I think that there's pretty good opportunities for people who are responsible for private labels and the branding. Okay. That's an important part of choosing the packaging. We would hope to see more people from the retail industry, stores, and also from the CPGs themselves. These days, many of these companies don't have the staff that they used to have to be able to do these type of uh, packaging projects. So when they're looking for new ideas on, on how they can make their product stand out, how they can differentiate their products, a conference like this really represents a good opportunity for them to innovate. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you've got a lot of different players in the in the same room, right? I mean, you could really take it from concept to completion just by the people that you have lined up to speak. Exactly. And then we also have a number of exhibitors, sponsors of the conference from the industry who will be there and can talk with them and it's a different environment. It's a much more collegial environment than having an office visit. I think that's a good opportunity for attending a conference such as Global Pouch West. So how do people get involved? How do they, um, they find the website or find the event and sign up? Is there a registration process or can I just show up to the front door and, and say hi? Yes, and, and the venue that we have is uh, right near the uh, Phoenix Airport. It's in Tempe, Arizona. It's got a great view. It's the uh, Marriott at uh, Tempe Butte. And November is a good time of year for folks to come and visit in Phoenix. And you can go to globalpouchwest, all one word, dot com to register. If you do it before October, there are some early bird rates that might offer some savings. But if you need to, you can show up at the door, too, and register at that point. So I, I hope that we will see a few folks coming on in. All right.
I greatly appreciate you joining the show and talking about the conference and a little bit about what's going on in the packaging world. Is there anything else that you want to uh, mention? I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you guys and tell you a little bit about Global Pouch West and, and also a little bit about packaging itself. And I hope that people, if they want to learn a little bit more about these, they can also find information in the magazine's packaging strategies, brand packaging, and flexible packaging magazines. Great. Hey, John, are you coming to Label Expo this year? Unfortunately, I won't be at Label Expo, but I will be at Pack Expo. There's a conference called Packaging That Sells, and then you have Pack Expo. Are they both in October and both in Chicago? Yeah, Packaging That Sells is a week before Pack Expo. It's going to be at the Intercontinental Hotel. Okay. And again, if you want the full information on that, just go to PackagingThatSells.com. I think you'd find it interesting. Great. Yeah, that's excellent. All right. Well, again, All right, guys. thank you uh, joining our show and, and, and talking with us a little bit. And uh, yeah, we'll be in touch for sure. And hopefully you can do this again in the near future. All right. Enjoy talking with you. All yeah. right, John. Make it a good one. Bye now. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of Ink and Updates. If you're going to be in Label Expo 2018 in September, we're going to be there at Booth 150 doing live recordings of Ink and Updates podcast, sitting down with vendors and exhibitors and printers and discussing pretty much everything in the flexographic industry or printing industry in general. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always get a hold of us through our text and voice message line, one eight three three ask inks Again, that's one eight three three two seven five four six five seven eight three three two seven five four six five seven. 275 4657 Thanks very much. Make it a great day.